Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, the podcast series from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about kids and hot car deaths. We've been hearing about these for years, but it's still happening. And today we're gonna talk with Dr. Benjamin Hoffman. He's a pediatrician and nationally recognized expert in child injury prevention and education, and he's a spokesman for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Hoffman, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Tell us what's going on with hot car deaths and children. Why is this still happening? Well, thanks, Melanie. It's great to be back. I always enjoy speaking with you. Um, it's a really good question. Um, you know, basically, we see on the order of around 40 children every year who die as a result of being stuck in a hot car, whether it's a child who was traveling with an adult and, and got left behind, or a child who's an older child who may be a little curious and playing around a car and gets stuck either uh, in the passenger compartment or in a trunk. It has a lot to do with the weather, not surprisingly. It's it's um, very seasonal and it tends to be a, a bigger issue in places where it's warmer. But we need to be really clear to remind folks that even in northern climates where it, where, you know, it may not get as hot as often, um, the temperature within a car on a sunny day, regardless of the outside temperature, can get pretty high pretty quick. So how high and how quick? Because I think that's what some people have a myth about that. They say, oh, well, it doesn't get that hot that fast, or I'm just going to run into the post office or the grocery store or whatever it is, and that it doesn't happen. How fast does it happen? So a lot of that's going to depend on the car. It's going to depend on the the sunlight and the external temperature. But uh, even if the outside temperature is less than 60 degrees, the temperature inside a car on a sunny day can climb to over 100 uh, within a matter of minutes. And I'm not talking one or two minutes, but maybe over the course of 15, 20, 25 minutes, which is really surprising. Of course, if you're in a place where it's, you know, it's 90 degrees on a sunny day, you can imagine how hot it can get. And those, those temperatures, especially for younger kids uh, who may be more vulnerable to them, can, can cause a tremendous amount of risk very quickly. So let's just put this out there. It also depends, as you said, on the type of car and how hot. But for a child to actually start experiencing symptoms and to even possibly start hallucinating or dehydrating or even die, how long does that take? Some of that's going to depend on the kid. But again, we're talking matters of minutes, Um, certainly less than half an hour. Um, you know, younger kids are going to be more vulnerable. You know, infants are just built differently than older folks. They have they have larger heads. Their skin is going to be a little bit thinner, so they may lose water a little bit more rapidly. A lot of it has to do with the impact of the the actual impact of the heat on the human body, and then um, water loss, which is going to be exacerbated by high temperatures, um, that leads to dehydration that makes everything worse. So I hope the parents listening heard you. It, Depending on the situation, it could take just a half an hour, just a half an hour, give or take a few minutes, for a child to die inside a car. So now tell me how, 
does this happen? We we said, why is this still happening? And now how does it happen? Is it only negligent parents? Or is this something that all parents assume could happen to them? Do we forget the baby in the car? Do we just think it'll only take a minute to run in and then the lines are longer than we thought? How does it happen? I, I think it's a lot of that stuff, Melanie. And I think it's the fact that it, that it can happen more quickly than people realize. So you know, if I say a half an hour, you know, in many circumstances, especially in the summer, it can happen in significantly less time than that. And even if the child, you know, even if even if the child survives, there can be lasting damage. We know that about in half of cases, it's from what we understand, in about half of cases, it's because the child is inadvertently left in a car unintentionally. And a lot of that has to do when there's a disruption in routine. If a parent who doesn't normally drop a child off at daycare is dropping them off, um, or if their normal route requires a, a stop that's not part of the routine, um, that can lead to people sort of forgetting. And it's it, and, and I know it may be hard for people to believe that that can happen, but the fact of the matter is it does, you know, that our lives are complicated. And we see, sadly, we see this play out over and over and over again. Um, you know, in the overwhelming majority of cases, it's not deliberate negligence in the sense that it's not a parent who said, I'm going to leave my child in there, consequences be damned. It is, it's a parent who loved their kid, who was trying to do the best for them, who just got out of their routine and a horrible event ensues. Just terrible. And, and, and you know, you hear about people that see a baby or even a pet, and we can kind of put pets into this, even though this is healthy children because it happens to pets too, and they see them in a parking lot and call the police or break the window or do something like this to save the child. What can we do to prevent this? Because I also want to ask you about some of the technology out there, but what do you want us to know about the best ways to prevent this from happening ever? So number one is for parents and caregivers to get into the routine of never, ever, ever leaving a child in a car, even for a second. I mean, if, you know, I said around half of the cases involve a child who was forgotten, which means about half the cases involve a child who was deliberately left in the car, probably because it was, as you brought out, as you, as you mentioned, a quick errand, quote unquote, or something along those lines. Um, never, ever, ever, ever leaving a child alone in the car, even for a moment, um, getting into that, and then trying to work on establishing routine um, and not deviating from that routine to the to the greatest degree that you can. If you know you're supposed to drop your child off at school um, and you don't get distracted from that, it's I think that that's more likely to happen. Um, yeah, a, a couple other things that I that I want to mention regarding this is that it tends to be that the kids who are left in cars unintentionally tend to be smaller kids. And as I mentioned, they're, they're going to be more vulnerable. Um, and things tend to happen, believe it or not, at the end of a work week. Thursdays and Fridays tend to be when the, the tend to be more likely to have um, tragedies occur, which sort of gets to that idea of fatigue and disruption of routine and, and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I think in terms of what what the public should do, there are a number of states and municipality, municipalities now that have good Samaritan laws that will cover an individual if they saw a child left in a, in a car and there was concern and they broke the window or something along those lines. I think, you know, before somebody does that, um, you know, I think they just need to be thoughtful about it. And I think it's always okay to call 911. Um, it's not, you know, I think we need to get to the, to a place where we, 
we sort of shift culture so that we acknowledge that it's not okay to leave kids alone in cars, whatever that's whatever that's going to take. So let's talk about what that might take. There's technology out there now, beepers, reminders, seatbelt things that, you know, go off. Your car won't let you lock if there's somebody in it. There's all kinds of things. Do you know about some of the technology? Tell us what you know. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the technology is a lot more robust for drivers and people in the front seat than it's going to be for people in the back seat, which is inevitably where, where kids are going to be, especially those most at risk for uh, for suffering from, heat, from uh, hot car incidents. There are some car seats that actually have technology integrated into them in either the buckle or the chest clip um, that connect to an app on a on a phone that will alert a parent if the clip was engaged and, and during the ride and then wasn't engaged. There are some other devices, sort of aftermarket, non uh, not associated with the car seat necessarily, um, that can do similar things. I know people who have advocated doing really low tech things like leaving, you know, ensuring that it, that the purse or the briefcase is in the back seat so that every time the driver is going to have to get into the back seat and hopefully would notice a child who's left back there. People talk about taking off their um, their left shoe if they're not driving a, a stick shift and putting it in the backs because you're not going to leave without a shoe. Something to help people remember. Sadly, there's there there is some movement among car manufacturers to to some technologic uh, advances. It's just not moving very quickly, and it's and it tends to be complicated because the car manufacturers and the car seat manufacturers are completely different entities, and they don't necessarily coordinate on how things should work. Um, and with car seats specifically, you know, in the car, once the car seat is buckled in, it should stay buckled in it. So it's hard to understand unless you used a weight sensor or something along those lines, what the technological answer would be. People are working on it and there's a lot of hope, but there's nothing out there yet that we know works. Well, as an important summary and, and public safety message, Dr. Hoffman, Tell the listeners what you want them to know. I mean, you are a recognized expert in injury prevention for children, and that's what the AAP does. It's all about raising our kids and getting them there safely. So what do you want us to know? So I think it's important for us to acknowledge that this is a problem. Uh, last year, uh, we saw over 50 children die. Making sure that you never, ever, ever leave a child alone in a car, even for a second. And I think that that you know, that that should be a rule that goes into, you know, that that is in place until kids are easily in adolescence. Getting into the habit of um, making sure you check the back seat if you have a young child who might be in a car seat, and especially for kids who are in rear facing seats who might be asleep that, that, you know, it may not be visible even in the rear view mirror. I think figuring out for you what it's going to take to help you remember. Everybody's a little bit different. And if you're somebody for whom, you know, putting your left shoe in the back seat might do it, then do it. Um, I think maintaining routine is important. And then I think definitely the idea, if you see something, say something. If you see a child who's at risk in a, in a hot car without an obvious parent or caregiver around, um, do the right thing to, uh, to ensure their safety. Um, I also want to mention, you know, since it, during the, the current COVID issues, um, kids are at home a lot more. Parents are at home. There, you know, I there are in my neighborhood. I see kids playing out 
side now that the weather's gotten nicer all the time around the driveway where there are cars. I think it's really important for parents to remember as well to keep those cars locked when they're when the parent is not around because you don't want a child getting into the car, um, having it heat up and then suffering a horrible event. That can happen as well. Well, it certainly can. And we just have to all be vigilant. And as you say, if you see something, say something. Call 911 if you see a child in a car and you know that it's hot outside because this can happen so fast. And what a tragedy. And let's, you know, do the pets too. If you see something, say something, because it's so important to keep us all safe and keep our little babies safe. And thank you so much, Dr. Hoffman, for joining us today and giving us a good education on kids and hot cars. As much as we don't want to hear it, it's something we all need to hear so that we can do our best to prevent this from happening in the first place. You're listening to Healthy Children, and our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard. They're our pediatricians, and we love them here at Radio MD. They are the ones helping us. As it takes a village, they are the ones helping us to raise our children. So it's so important. Please share this show with your friends and family on social media. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Anywhere podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole for Healthy Children. Stay well.